Welcome to Biker Life Radio with Chuck and Deb, heard each Wednesday afternoon at 4 p.m. on 1490 AM, WWPR. And now, here's Chuck and Deb. Hi, I'm Chuck. And Deb. And we're so truly grateful and thankful that you've joined us today on Biker Life Radio. We have a fantastic show lined up just for you. And Biker Life Radio is for those who are inspired to ride and those who inspire others to ride. We are here to reveal the truth behind the motorcycle mystique and bring to you real life stories that will help you discover your purpose, define your destiny, and achieve true freedom. All right. And we've got some sponsors we need to acknowledge today. Yes, yeah, you bet. The show is brought to you by <laughs> right. Tony and Guy Hairdressing Academy out of Colorado Springs, Colorado and Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. If you are ready to put your chins in the wind and knees to the breeze, put your seat in the saddle and let's get rolling. Let's crank this thing up. Or maybe what I should have said is let's get this kick started. <laughs> what are you laughing at? Kick started. Why? Yeah, well, because the I got to kickstart a motorcycle over the weekend. Yeah. And I'm was... very proud of myself, in fact. You should be, because that was a super cool motorcycle, I must say. Well, it was uh, beautiful. It was yeah. a fantastic motorcycle, shovelhead, and actually Dutch. Van Alston, yep. the author of a Demons Beast. Rising, the story, story of the, of wayward, the wayward Scout, Scout yes, uh, actually invited me out to the world ride, famous. World, there you go, world famous Ride, ride Hard Saloon. Saloon. And uh, that's featured in his book yes. as well. And the other thing that was featured in his book, and you asked him this in the interview, Deb, was what? Come on, where do bikers go to be to bikers? Be bikers, yes, I did ask about that. Yeah. So and so that's in our interview. If you didn't catch catch the interview with Dutch, or you'll want to go check that out on our podcast. That you can find that online at the Chuck and Deb Show. And uh, so we asked Dutch what uh, what that was, and I got to find out firsthand exactly what that was about and how you could actually go there and just be who you are. And in fact, Deb, it was really quite interesting. Because I remember this as I walked through the door. First of all, I'm going to back up. Okay. Because I'm going to re- reveal some things about myself that people might not, know, not know from some other episodes. I ha- I'm an introvert. <laughs> yeah, they may not know that. I'm, I mean, for sure. you might not be able to tell this on the radio, but it's really easy for me to stand on this side of the microphone and talk to you. But I really prefer to be an introvert. I really per- prefer to just hang out by myself. I like that. I like being quiet. Uh, when I get in social um, environments, I tend to get a little bit uh, quiet. That's quiet, a great way, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I could actually get what's that uh, word? I can't think of it. You know, uh, anxiety, anxious, Close, yeah, yeah cla- anxious, claustrophobic, whatever. And so I would say that uh, you know I was a little bit anxious before going because uh-huh. I am an introvert and I'm going to a place that I've never been to before. And of course, I am worried, Deb. About the motorcycle mystique. You're worried? I don't... Well, well not okay. really, but but it's the introvert in me that's talking to myself. And see, that's what this is all about. Mm. It's all about your self-talk, by the way. Right. So, But your self-talk is, is, is going through all these reasons why maybe you should or shouldn't go. Sure. Because it would be easy for me not to go and just say, hey, Dutch, thanks for the invite. And then I just you know make up some lame excuses why I didn't show up. Yeah, not man up and just say, nah, I just not think it's funny. Well, I did man up and I showed up. Absolutely. It, but I had to push it. So if anybody's out there that can relate, I, there's got to be more people out there like me. Uh, you know, sometimes we just got to push ourselves. And I was really, truly grateful and thankful that I pushed myself because I went there and I had a great time and uh, met some really good people. So as I got there, you know, I had to go through all this head game to get there. And I actually saw a Scott and Christy as I pulled out of the community here. And that's how baffled my mind still was because I'm still upstairs in my head. And, and as I pull out, I know I've got to get gas. And right. I'm trying to figure out, I have my blinker on to go right. Do I go right? And I'm thinking shell, okay? Okay. And, and, and then I have the Wawa card. So it's all based on the card that I've got in my wallet. So I don't have to worry about 
about any of that stuff. Right. But and I'm thinking if I go right, there's really not a shell because what I'm thinking in my mind is the gas station that we usually stop at right by the highway. Which is uh, with mobile. Yeah, it's not it's a, a real- mobile, right? It is. Yes, yep. that's true. And it so is I got that mixed up and I only brought the two cards. And so I, but I did bring the other one. So I instead took a left and went over to Wawa and then took care there. there. So hopefully Wawa and Shell, you guys just look us up. Well, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> uh, so I went and took care of that and, and no problem headed that direction. But, you know, it was still, as I left, I was up in my head about exactly, you know, did I really want to go and and what was that all about? And coming back to the motor motorcycle mystique, because, you know, you always hear these things about, you know, you know, there's fights and things like that at these kind of bars. Well, uh, come to find out, that's just not really the case. And I'll tell you why in a minute. Hopefully I'll remember. Well, actually, I'll tell you now so I don't forget. Because as I was there with Dutch, one of the things he talked about is he used to go to the tip tap. Tip Top, Tip top Tavern. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, down, that's, that was downtown. Okay. And uh, the whole time between any of these places, he only saw one fight. Now, yep. that's pretty darn good. Uh, you know, there's going to be fights whether you're at a biker bar or not. Things just sometimes happen. Yep. Okay. So I don't think you have to have this mystique about a biker bar. And I actually have, a, after what I experienced over the weekend... I think it's a more pleasant environment, and people are more open Accepting. to just well. Except, I would say just more open to having fun, okay. to being relaxed. There's not a whole bunch of people that are stressed out looking for trouble. Right, that's you know true. what I'm saying. That's a good point. So they're just you know they're just having a good time, hanging right. out with friends, hanging out with uh, people that have things in common. Right. And so anyway, I think that's what I had to say. So as I walk in, so first of all, I couldn't figure out where it was. <laughs> I love this. I can I can go on forever because my mind I could dump my mind on you guys. You guys will really think I'm a real freak here. <laughs> so I park out front, and I'm pretty sure I see Dutch's bike. And so I park out front. I feel I guess that's okay. Well, there, there's no front door. Okay, so I had to walk around the back. And they, and, then, and actually, when I when I walked around the front, it says the the go go around back. Right. All right. So as I run around back, um, you walk through, and there's this door. And there, as soon as I did, it was really cool. There was this other biker there. The first thing he did, we connect eyes, and he smiled at me, and I smiled back. It was like a wonderful greeting. And then as soon as I stepped through the door, Dutch is over at the in the bar with Jesse James, the owner, yep. and a gentleman named Curtis and his wife. And Dutch right away says, oh, you know, hey, you made it. And so he invited me over and he took real good care of me. He introduced me to Jesse James, the owner, and to his wife, Tracy, who was the bartender at the time. And I got to meet the uh, the other people that were around it. And a lot of good people there, Deb. Yes, absolutely. Sounds like it. But I think you told me a story of someone giving you grief right away, too. So was it Tracy? I think that gave you grief about the door and that just kind of set the tone for being lighthearted too. And just... no, 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 not, not okay. really. That wasn't, maybe I was joking with you. I don't think so. Actually what it was is Tracy was very self-conscious about the door. And the reason is, is because it's the AC is going out. Okay. Right. And they don't want to be wasting money on the AC. So people would leave and the door wouldn't shut all the way. So I mentioned to Tracy, listen, because I kept seeing her going back and forth. I said, listen, if you want the door closed, just yell at me. I'll go over there and shut the door for you so you can take care of your business. I was just trying to be a nice guy, but I think that's all that was to that story, Deb. Okay. So I just tried to keep an eye on the door, and I remember some guy saying to me, oh, you're going to be the doorman, huh? (laughs) Well, (laughs) wouldn't be the first time, right? That's right. (laughs) Wouldn't be the first time. So anyway, that was a good time. I got to meet some really good people. The bar is very eclectic. It is. That's a great word for And so we haven't got there, but we'll come to you in a minute. So you were off in a training class today, and I'm out there partying. I'm I'm having a good time with Dutch. I'm having a good time with these bikers, and we're just having a good time. I'm meeting these all these different people, and everybody's got smiles on their face. Some people have some concerns about certain things, but that's just life, you know? Right. And uh, it, it was really just comfortable, and it didn't take me long. Honestly, being the introvert that I am, and I just I just thank that to Dutch okay. because Dutch made me feel welcome immediately, and I just felt right at home. I mean, it makes a world of difference when you got somebody there who's going to take care of you. He didn't just invite me down and then blow me off. Right? No, he was like he hung out with me and we talked and he introduced me to people and it was really cool and he really made it uh, just really enjoyable. It really was all the way around. 
He was a good host and he was a great biker brother. And so, you know, I'm glad that you mentioned that because I was going to ask you, well, what made it so comfortable to be going into an uncomfortable situation? So I'm so glad that you talked about that because it is about brotherhood and about that biker community. And when you invite someone, making them feel welcome, not realizing what could be going on on the other side is so important. So kudos to Dutch. And I'm glad that you were able to kind of go have fun when I was having my own kind of fun too. And so I think I've mentioned this, the Dutch before, because I hope Dutch doesn't mind. And no, I won't say it anyway. um, But I have mentioned that to Dutch before. And so I think maybe he remembered that a little bit. Okay. And so that was real good. So it it was helpful because I'm an honest guy. I'm just going to tell you, you know, I, 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 it's difficult for me, isn't it? Debbie? Sure. It, sure. it is. Absolutely is. I totally hear what you're saying because we couldn't be more opposite when it comes to that. I am like dragging you tooth and nail out of the house to be social <laughs> and I can't get out to be social quick enough because I just love people and, you know, I, just love hanging. I love some too. people. No, yeah, let's not go no, there. And, and anyway, I'll get out of the house and go ride and whatever, those kind of things. But sometimes just with social interaction, it's just a little bit more tougher for me. Right. And it's, you know, I've beginning to learn over the years, it's just a mind game. Right. It's just the stories that we tell ourselves. Mm-hmm. And so I've got to, I've learned over the years to sort of push. But it's the push that I don't like. I'd rather not have to push. It's easy to be comfortable, people. Absolutely. You know, but we've got to get out of the box. And I was grateful that I've got out of the box because I had to go where bikers got to be biker. And I got to be a biker. You were a biker. And and it's phony. It's funny because you were texting me or something while all this was going down. I mean, it's like I forgot about you. I know. It's like you didn't even exist. It was like I was on a different planet. It was like I was single. You were in the biker world. You were in the biker world. in the was, biker zone. Uh, in the big girls' world. The biker life zone. Yeah, I guess. That's a cruel place I was in the biker be. life zone. Yeah. And I was just loving it. I had all those chicks and all those women hanging all over me. Wait and just and a you, minute, No, you'll mister. get to it. Anyway, so I, you know, you started texting me, but I wasn't getting your text because I'm not looking at the phone. Right. I'm enjoying all the chicks hanging all over me. I know. I mean, because you sure. know how the chicks like dig guys with bikes. Yeah, they do. Biker <laughs> chicks love biker dudes. So sure, whatever. Live in that I can fantasy live in my own bit. fantasy world, Deb. <laughs> Just don't take that away from me. I'm not, but you were not responding. That's for certain. Well, that's true because I just was. I was just having a good time. There's no reason to look at my phone. You know, we got to get away from our phone sometimes. I mean, you, you disconnect. I'm I mean, the, if, if there was an emergency, somebody would have tracked me down. Right. Anyway, so I'm having a good time there. I, I'm flirting with all sorts of women, hanging out with Dutch. He's flirting with all sorts of women. And then all of a sudden. You might not want to say that. That might get Dutch in trouble. Stop. Oh, Oh, okay. Well, anyway, he wasn't, he was showing me how to do it. And then all of a sudden I get this tap on the shoulder and there you were, Deb. Hey, handsome. (laughs) Blew my mind. And there was my beautiful wife right there. And now I'm even happier that you showed up. Yeah. Cause I'm like catching you in the midst with all these flirtatious women all around you. So Uh yeah, well, you know, I got done teaching. I was on the verge of a migraine. And so I headed home and you were texting me about coming. I'm like, Oh, well, I just said I wasn't texting you, but I did text you, did you text one time. That. Yes. I said, we're down here if you want to come. I, that's all I said. Right. I'm, I'm here. If you want to come, come on down. And, you know, you talked about your mind. That's right. One text. <laughs> and so you talk about your mind game. In my game, I'm going, my head, I'm like, okay, so what's the right thing to do? Do I go? Do I suck it up? You know, I'm yeah, on the Yeah, you're worried of, about me. You got to come down there and make sure I'm not, you know. Well, yeah. No, um, but I am <laughs> in my own head. You know, what's the right thing to do? I've been working all day out in the sun. I'm hot. I'm frustrated. I'm tired. You know, I'm just a sweat mess, really, quite honestly. Hot sweat, hot mess. Yeah, whatever. Anyway, so, uh, you know, I want to go have fun. I want to go do some riding and, you know, maybe get some wind therapy in myself that's fun and enjoyable. And so I said, well, let me get in the shower. No response. I get in the shower. I come out. I go, okay, no response. Should I go? Should I not go? I'm going to just come down to where you're located. So then again, no response. I finish all of that and I go, forget it, man. I just am getting some wind therapy and I'm just going to show up. So I show up and I do. It's a very eclectic place, very unique inside environment, but I have to agree 100%. Very welcoming. Everybody introduced themselves to me, thanked me for being there, asked who I was. 
because, of course, now this other chick hanging all over you like I know you or something. And so uh, it was a. I don't yeah. remember that, but keep going. Let's you remember talk, let's the tap on that. the shoulder? I think I even oh, gave that was you a you. kiss or something. Yeah, that was yeah. me. <clears throat> so the hot blonde, whatever. Yeah. Um, but anyway, <laughs> we, it was that. a great night and we had lots of fun. I met people I never anticipated meeting and I got to experience the place where bikers are bikers. And as a female lady writer, I thought that was a pretty cool experience. Yeah, you were welcome. There was other lots of other lady riders and bikers there. As a matter of fact, I sat behind on one of the ladies' bikes. I hopped on behind it. We got a great picture. <laughs> we'll go ahead and get that posted up on our Facebook page because yeah. I'm sure a lot of people like laughing at that. That's we also funny. had a dollar bill that we posted up uh, for the Biker Life with uh, Chuck and Deb. Yep. But we've got to take a quick break, Deb, and we'll be right, right back. back. Hey, you want to stay tuned because there's more to the story. Our sponsor today is Tony and Guy Hairdressing Academy. If you desire to be a leader in this fast-growing cosmetology industry, then contact Tony and Guy Hairdressing Academy in Colorado Springs, Colorado at 719-390-9898. Again, 719-390-9898. Or visit coloradosprings.tonyguy.edu. For more information about Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, Tony and Guy Hairdressing Academy, call 208-930-1276. Again, that number is 208-930-1276. Or visit them at coeurdelaine.tonyguy.edu or visit the Chuck and Deb Show sponsor page for more information. All right, and welcome back. We left off talking about the world-famous Ride Hard Saloon. Saloon. And uh, we we were talked about how we left a dollar bill. Why did we leave a dollar bill? We got a magic marker. We put a dollar bill, and then we stapled it on the inside of Ride Hard. And the reason is... That's kind of their wall decor, if you will. (laughs) You know, dollar bills stapled all over the place with riding on them. So, of course, we had to indoctrinate everyone to the Biker Life Radio Show with Chuck and Deb by putting a dollar bill up in a very visible place and welcoming everyone to the Ride Hard Saloon. Well, I'm not so sure it was visible with all the dollar bills there. Uh, But, hey, it was a really neat experience, and the experience got even better after you showed up, Deb. Yeah? Yeah. Well, what do you mean? Of course, after I showed up. Of course. Well, we're just having a great time. We got a lot of media, meet a lot of different people who some I've mentioned already. Uh, Curtis was from Tennessee, and he was a real nice gentleman. Very successful businessman, in fact. Uh, Now, Jesse was telling me that this guy was a multimillionaire. Now, so, does that not blow the motorcycle right. mystique all up? <laughs> exactly. Here yeah. you are at a biker bar being a biker, and there's this multimillionaire hanging out. You right. would have never known. You know why? Because he was he just, just like everybody else. He was He's just a having biker. a good time. Him and his wife, and it was great to see. They were good people. They had good values and things like that we talked about. It was really neat to be able to talk with them, and I hope to get I hope to get to see them again because they were great people. Yeah, and I didn't then, have a chance uh, to got, meet them, so I was kind of bummed about yeah, that. Yeah, they left. I didn't hear quick. about them. Yeah. Uh, and then I got to meet one. Well, it's not a character in the book, in Dutch's book, but Dutch explained it to me. Uh, Big T, who was in his book a couple of times, uh-huh. he took the name from the gentleman named Big T that was there. So I actually got to meet, meet Big T. And again, Big T is another one of those teddy bears. The only thing with the, these teddy bears, it, you just don't want to mess with them too much yeah. because the bears do have teeth Cl- and claws. claws. Yeah, I was going to say. So don't rub the teddy bear wrong. I only say that (laughs) as a little warning. It's just like anything else in life. If you treat the teddy bear, that goes for me too. You treat the teddy bear good, you're going to be taken care of. But you get under the teddy bear's skin, well, expect to see teeth and claws. (laughs) Anyway, it was real great to meet Big T. And I got to meet Igor, Mark, Jenny. I, I think it was the bartender there uh, previously. And then, you know, as the night went on, and we don't want to stay too much on this because we got a lot to cover, though I could go into this in some extreme detail, yeah, we don't which I may that. come back just as sort of like uh, uh, share with you my inner workings. Okay. But Dutch got a little bit brave as the night went on. Okay. He made a challenge to me. What was the challenge? I don't he remember think, hearing he it. He didn't think that I could kickstart his bike. <laughs> 
That's right. That's a challenge. Yeah, he threw a challenge out at me and didn't think that I could kickstart his motorcycle. Yeah, so you were up for the challenge, obviously. Well, you saw that I, I was. Did. We decided to go out there. Now, he didn't give me any tips or anything, didn't say anything. He just handed me the keys and he said, go for it. Yes. No, nothing. That's it. Not not a word, Dutch. Yeah. He now, just said, okay, our, let's go big guy, guy now, he said. Some of our listeners that maybe ride a more recent version of a motorcycle with a knob that turns on and a push start and all that fun fancy stuff may not really have an, any idea what that challenge looked like for you well that's true and, and good thing i had you had me by my side but the first thing i get on the motorcycle there's no on and off switch there's no light switch i can't find the ignition where do you put the darn key that that's they right gave us? i'm it's like, like looking gosh. all over because it's an old shovel head old yeah and it's a rigid frame oh <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so, but I found it. I found it. it. You were surprised and shocked. You were you were like, wow, you I found it. I had to it. pull my phone out and get the spotlight on to make sure it was the right place yeah. for the key. Because, yeah, so it's just really It was down different. low. It's actually by the starter, I think. And uh, so so I put the key in. Of course, Dutch not saying a word. Nope. And and so the other thing I'm doing, I'm, I'm looking for... Uh, you know, I guess I had the clutch in. I'm trying. It just seems like I was looking for the starter shrips. That's what it was. Okay. So there was no starter switch. Nothing I had to turn on after I turned the ignition on. So I go to kickstart it. Yeah. I didn't get it at first. But I, Deb, tell me, what did it sound like at first? Uh, did it sound like it was going to go over? It, sound like the. It like gave me. A little, little, little something, little, boom, little boom. something that gave me some encouragement, some hope. Yeah, it did. Yeah, because I didn't know what the hell I'm doing. The only I haven't kickstarted a motorcycle since I rode dirt bikes years ago, and man, my shins got banged up then. <laughs> so I didn't even have to stand up. I'm sitting on the motorcycle and I'm just kicking the starter down, and uh, so it's second time. Ooh, yeah, a little bit more of a bump, I'm, bump, bump, bump. I'm not, and, and so then the third time, boom. Yeah, I get. It. You got so it. So I got it running, and he actually let me take it a ride around the block. And man, I fell in love oh. with his motorcycle. It was just phenomenal. I, he's lucky I even came back. That's all I got to say. <laughs> well, I have to say that I fell in love with you on the motorcycle because you just looked freaking crazy ass hot, if I can say that on the radio. <laughs> and it just looked like it was a fit made in heaven, man. I I don't know what and how it all came to be but that was a beautiful bike as you mentioned had a nice rake oh, on man. the forks the rake yeah it wasn't a huge like motorcycle no. but it was just cool yeah it all I, can be so so seeing how it was so hot on that motorcycle did i get lucky that night because i'm not sure i remember you don't our listeners really, yeah, our <laughs> listeners really don't want to know about that. Well, I just wanted them to know whether or not the bike paid off or not. Well, the bike always pays off. Well, I guess if I got good compliments on it, that's all I need. You're right? a hot dude. No, but yeah, <laughs> it was a great time, and uh, you looked really awesome on the bike. It was a, it's a beautiful motorcycle. So if anyone's out there, ask Dutch for pictures of his bike because that is oh, a beautiful yeah, old school. And if you bike. haven't gotten Dutch's book yet, shame on you. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I don't normally use that term, but I've got to do something to inspire some people to get out there and get Dutch's book. We both love Dutch's book. We're going to continue to pre, uh, Talk promote Dutch's book because we loved it. Yep, and it's we, we love the, the I, Yeah, it's his first. First in the series of Life Behind Bars. So you want to be sure and get out to lifebehindbars.com to find the buy, the book, and you will love it. it just yeah, it, You can't get more positive accolades. They come all the time. And if you ever get a chance to meet Dutch in public, you need to go meet him because he's a very unique individual. He's a cool dude, man. Just All right, let's cool see what dude. else we can transition to, unless there's something else you wanted to add no, about that was Ride great, Hard Saloon. That was a great time, and I just am so grateful that you stepped out in faith and took a ride down there and experienced it, because that's the only way I was able to experience it, too. And it was a cool place, great people, lots of fun, just a, a great time, and I'm sure that we'll be back. So that was the yeah, end of absolutely. the riding. So we ro I rode all weekend. I can't wait to get back. <laughs> rode all weekend, too, because next thing I know on Sunday, Sunday, I'm down at the range doing the thing that I do as a rider coach, and I call you, and you you're already out on the bike talking to me while you're riding or something crazy. I don't know. Yeah, I, I thought that was bike. interesting that I could actually talk to you while I was riding. I, we didn't have a chance to talk about that. No. Since then, you were well. We were, we had a conversation, right? So you were able to hear me okay. I could hear you, and you could hear me okay because oh, we yeah. definitely had a conversation. So those were new earbuds uh, that yeah, you that's had all on earbuds. That that's not some fancy dancy. Hard 
Harley Davidson headset. It's a $35 earbud <laughs> set uh, that I had on that I was able to talk to you with. I was amazed that it actually worked. Yeah. And, and again, we hadn't talked about it. So I didn't know if you were stopped at a light talking to me or if you were actually on the road riding. But yeah, well, you were riding and we had a little bit of a conversation and discussed what was going on in each other's lives and decided to connect. <laughs> discuss what was going <laughs> on in each other's <laughs> lives. What so is what's that? up with you, you know? today? Oh, I don't know. Like, you know, it just happens when you're on opposite ends of the world. You've got to connect once now in a while. Now we're on opposite out. ends of the world. Sometimes <laughs> we're on opposite ends of the table, the microphones. It's all the same thing, you know, just different worlds, Mars, Venus. Yeah. It is what it is. But, you know, so we're connecting, trying to figure out what the rest of our day looks like. You're on the motorcycle yeah, and I'm, I'm not. I'm, a, I'm actually on my way. Now we're talking about Sunday. This is after a horrendous hangover from. <laughs> oh, don't admit that on the air. And I talked to Dutch that morning and he mentioned he was already up and had breakfast. And I thought, well, when I got up out of bed, I breakfast sounded real good. And that's when you called me. I was heading on my way to have breakfast somewhere. And uh, we figured out it was better because you were going to be done in about an hour because you were doing your training. Right. Your riding coach Deb training. Yeah, and that's going to be such a bad thing. No, it's not a bad thing. Maybe it just came out the wrong way, but okay. we'll get to some of that here in just a minute. So everybody will want to stay tuned. But um, we figured out it's just better if I came down there and met you and then the two of us go out for breakfast. And that worked out real well, too. It was awesome. It it's actually like the worked stars, out. Are, stars are aligned and everything comes together. You know, it, it's, it's wonderful. It's fantastic. However you want to put it when you have a wonderful weekend. Yeah. You know, and it's um, a weekend that you really didn't expect to have and how everything just worked out. But yet, you know, nothing strenuous. It was just nice and easy. Right. Especially when we haven't had much of that lately, other yeah. than the week before where we didn't a whole heck of a lot. Yeah. But, but I like I, doing stuff. Right. And it was unplanned and it just kind of came together and all the pieces fell together. So we could decide to go to breakfast. Uh, you, we actually decided to go where you had in mind the first go around. And so I was like, sure, that sounds like a great place. Um, it's and actually, what's the name of it? It's the... Uh, another, another broken, broken egg. egg. And that's in Lakewood, Lakewood Ranch, Ranch, right off State Road 70 next to Chili's, right? Right off of uh, University. University. Yeah, I always get them mixed exits. up. Yeah. I always do. <laughs> Still to this day. <laughs> off of University next to Chili's. Now, I think we have to kind of back the story up because we weren't on radio at the time. And so when we well, first Well, we, we haven't even meeting, started the story yet. Yeah. So all I was just sharing was that we went. That's where I was going to go for breakfast. And then we met and then we decided to go there. Right. Another broken egg in Lakewood Ranch right off of University. And so we oftentimes just sit at the first seats at the bar because it's easy with two of us. We don't have to wait yeah, for the but, crowd. But, but you, you were really difficult that day. What? You, difficult? Yeah, yeah, you were difficult. I mean, I'm like, let's, just because, see, there, here's what's going on, folks. The bar is pretty much full. There's two seats, and they're not together. Right. Well, I don't really care. <laughs> I wish I mean, the listeners could see your face right now, because it's all scrunched up. It is and, all Oh, my gosh, you're up. so difficult, yeah. Deb. <laughs> I'll crush your face. <laughs> yeah. So there were <laughs> I mean, It reminds me of some Rocky. No, it wasn't a Rocky. Yeah, movie. no, anyway. there were single seats split by one person in between, and we have not been we we just don't choose to ask people to move over when we're in no, a place No, I'm not like going to do it. People have done that to me ah. and I noticed that there's two people finishing up. So I didn't care if you came and sat down and I stood behind you while we got a drink and then let everything work out. I wasn't going to ask anybody to move. No. So, but you were like you you it was felt awkward. like it felt well, weird you, yeah, to me. you were like yeah. acting like it was awkward for us to go to the bar. Well, everybody else that was sitting in the lobby there was sitting was waiting to get tables. Yep, and there were many large crowds and we didn't want to wait. And I get it, but I but, did but, feel kind yeah, of they, awkward. They could have easily like, oh. went to the bar and sat down. There's no waiting. Uh, there's no wait list for the bar. If it's I think it's first come first, first come serve. first serve because if not, not I mean that we've been there a couple times now. Nobody's ever said anything to us. We just went in and sat down. Right. But that you know, I just I don't want someone to feel the pressure of having to move over, you know, because it's no. something that we're well, sensitive about. So very, very. Yeah. I, I so got I got I issues like, with that. I know. I was a little awkward. It, it felt that way initially. And then we I sat down. Maybe our listeners can tell us what the bar etiquette is for that because yeah. I've never known. It's uh, it's a little bit strange to Do me. Do you ask? So, it's someone? sort of like it's sort of like getting in a movie theater early. You go because it's a it's the opening night. So you go, you sit smack dab where you want to sit. And because somebody comes 15 minutes late, they ask you to move down so their party could sit down. Right. I've got issues with that. 
Well, but I've got a lot of other issues as well. <laughs> and they don't have to worry about that today. If you've been to a movie recently, you actually pick your seat before you get there. Well, and you maybe don't have that's to worry why. About it. So it's maybe different. That's yeah. Why. yeah, because there were enough irritated people in the audience that they had to do <laughs> maybe that. Maybe people so. like me got bent out of shape. I don't <laughs> maybe. know. Maybe. So anyway, <laughs> we go off on tangents. My well, that's gosh. what we're here for, I think. Absolutely. So I go sit at the bar. You're standing behind me, and we have someone so gracious next to us offer to nice move young lady. over. She was very nice. <laughs> Although she was done eating, it looked like she had a full drink, which again, for me, I felt even more awkward. I'm like, she has a full drink, Chuck. She's not going anywhere anytime soon. So, well, Of you course know. she was. I saw that she finished her meal. So did the guy to the left. Yeah. And he was getting some coffee to go or something. It was all going to work itself out. I wasn't trying to put pressure on anybody or do anything. I just was ready to get up to the bar and you wouldn't come up to the bar. I, I had to go over and grab you by your ear and, and drag, drag you. Yeah. Did it hurt? No. You know. <laughs> because it didn't happen. I know. If anyone thinks that that happened, you should know <laughs> Chuck and Deb a little bit better than that because I would not let that happen. So if you want to hear the rest of the story, you better stay tuned because we've got so much more to share with you about another broken egg when we get back. Tony and Guy Hairdressing Academy, where hairdressing is our passion. Your spotlight experience begins with a hands-on, learn-by-doing approach. A true salon experience. We create entrepreneurial hairdressers with endless opportunities. Financial aid available for those who qualify. Got a creative flair. A passion for people. A desire to be a leader in the fashion industry. Then call our Tony and Guy Hairdressing Academy in Colorado Springs, Colorado at 719-390-9898. Again, that number is 719-390-9898 or visit www.coloradosprings.tonaguy.edu. To learn more about our school in Kerr Dalen, Idaho, call 208-930-1276. Again, that number is 208-930-1276 or visit www.curdlene.tonaguy.edu. You know a career in beauty is right for you. Now choose the cosmetology school that puts the spotlight on you. Attend the Tony and Guy Hairdressing Academy. All right, so we're back, and we're going to tell you a neat little story, but we've got to back up, and Deb, we've got to go back to what date? It was like December of last year? December 15th of 2018. Okay, so we're going to take you back. We, We want to take you back in the story so that we can bring you back to what happened just recently here at another broken egg on Sunday when we were there. So go ahead, Deb. What we're going to do is uh, Deb's going to read a post that we did that we put up yes, back December then. So 16th. go right ahead. Take it over, Deb. So December 16, 2018, this is the post that we had on the Chuck and Deb show if you wanted to take a look at it. So here's a story from the Chuck and Deb journey. Yesterday, we participated in an escorting of the Reese Across America truck and laying the Reese to remember and honor those who served our country and protected our freedoms. It was a great turnout and approximately 200 motorcycles turned out. There were hundreds of other volunteers who showed up to place Reese on the graves and the heroes that lied in the Sarasota National Cemetery. Afterwards, we rode over to our traditional breakfast restaurant, Another Broken Egg in Lakewood Ranch. As we enjoyed our delicious breakfast and drinks, the manager stopped to check on us and see if everything was okay, which, of course, we responded, everything's fantastic. Fantastic. Always fantastic. Then she asked if we were part of the motorcycles that were on the interstate this morning, and, of course, we had to say yes. Um, And then we asked, of course, did it slow her morning commute down? And she, she went on to say that the first it did, and when she saw the truck and saw that it was the Reese Across America, she looked it up and learned about the cause. She then said that she broke down in tears and that she wanted to buy us breakfast. At the first... At first, we looked at her and said, no, thanks. It's not necessary. And of course, she insisted. She said that she needed to do it because she understood the importance and significance of what volunteering meant for. Um, she can say, we then asked, you know, can we give a hug? We're big huggers. And of course, she graciously accepted our hug. She then went on to tell us her story of her mother and father both serving in the military, and she understood their sacrifices. We shared with her that, of course, Chuck 
Jack is from an Air Force family and I'm from an Army family. And so then she went on to say that she remembers the sacrifice that her mother and father, both being one in the Army, one in the Air Force in Germany. Chuck then went on to ask her where in Germany, and she said that her father was stationed in the Air Force at Wiesbaden, and her mother was in the Army stationed at Ramstein. Of course, I said, my father was stationed at Wiesbaden too, said Chuck, and both were at the same time asked, well, what year? (laughs) And of course, Chuck, so so funny, um, back in the 70s, and then uh, Sabina was in the late 90s, just a few years different. Just a few. Just a few, but over all the years. Chuck had never met anyone that was from an Air Force family that was stationed in Wiesbaden. And I think Sabina mentioned at that time, too, that she had never met anyone either. So that was kind of a great connection. Uh, We talked for a little while longer and then continued to express our gratitude. She expressed her gratitude for our participation in the Reese Across America and what it really meant to her. The manager's name is Sabina. And, of course, she talked about her fabulous dog, Frank. Um, She actually... Frank traveled um, around with her. She, at the time, she was managing um, kind of on the road for another broken egg, and she was this particular store's regional manager. But she said she always takes Frank with her wherever she goes. Um, and then she asked, well, did you ever see that movie, Something About Mary? And, of course, we're both like, yes, of course. And she says, well, I'm with Frank and Frank and, and we're the Franken beans. And we all had Franken to like beans. really laugh. Franken Franken beans. beans. So <laughs> Sabina um, at that time was only supposed to be at another broken egg for a couple of more weeks. And so we were trying to promote the fact that she was there. She was doing great things in that location. However, we need to kind of bring it to this past Sunday. Um, I just want to say at that time, a, over a year, almost a year ago that it's we made up. a great friend. Yep. It'll be kind of a friend diversary, if you will. Um, But it was a great experience. She was wonderful. It was just so great to connect with her on that day. And as you mentioned, it was kind of a goosebump moment. We both had goosebumps. And it's, first of all, it's very unusual that we run into other military families. And the second thing is, is that, you know, you just don't connect like that with everyone, especially in a restaurant when you're dining. And so it was a very special time that we made a great new friend. And so today, Chuck, do you want to take that away? Well, no, but I do want to say what happened was is Sabina opened up her, her heart. Yes. And we also opened, opened up ours. And when you're able to do that with another human being, miraculous things take place. Yes. And you do form a friendship and a bond. That's akin and, immediately. And it is. And that's what we did. And because we had a bond that our folks were in the military, she actually appreciated the sacrifices that her parents made to raise her during that time. We talked a little bit about that at that time, if I remember, you know, just some of the values and things that being in a military family that, you know, I don't know that others deal grow up that way. World. It's a different world. And sort of so, like being a biker. That's right. It's a different world. And if you're not in it, you just don't know. And so we kind of connected in many ways that way too. So it was very much a heart opening moment on both sides of the table. Yeah, she's a wonderful lady. And that's what makes this story even that better. much better. Because as we mentioned earlier, I was on my way to another broken egg. And I thought about Sabina and wondered if she'd be there just maybe out of, you know, maybe happenstance yeah. because as we left her last time, she was just traveling around to all the different restaurants. Well, when Deb and I meet, we go over there, we sit down. Finally, we told you to sit at the bar story, which I dragged that on for a while. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> I see Sabina walk out of the back. She comes out. Yeah. What's so funny is she comes out to actually talk to another guest in the restaurant <laughs> and sees us. And, and we're all like, oh, my <laughs> gosh, I can't believe this just happened. So she gets all excited. We get all excited. We see each other connect. And uh, what it just went that? on from there. We, we basically took place right where we left off and come to find out she wants to get involved oh. with the Reese across America this year. Absolutely. And she asked us to help her out to do that. I guess you could say that's sort of what happened. Right. right? Yeah. She mentioned it and and we volunteered. We want to we want to be, be part of that too. for her. Absolutely. And so we said we'd look into that. We'll try to make it special for her. So we're going to try to work that out somehow so that she can get on the back of a bike yes. and experience it firsthand. I, I, you know, 
Deb says, you know, let, let her ride on the back of your bike. I'm good with that. It doesn't but matter. But the thing is, I want her to have the best experience possible. So if we can find a way to get her on some other bike that's up front or whatever, I'd love to be able to do that because she just has such a big, huge heart yes. for this that I want to make it special. And it's sad to say, I I, 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 well, I just want to make sure that I'm able to do that. Right. Make that, it that we're able to outstanding do that. for her. And right. I get that. But as from a female standpoint, my thought is what makes the connection even better and the experience even better is that you're with the kin that you connected with. So for me, I would prefer to be with those that it just that. came to. So, so again, that's well, we'll I think a female perspective. It'll out. work out exactly the way it's supposed it's gonna to. It's going to work out perfectly, just like it did with seeing her again yes. it's all just perfect it could, perfect timing so perfect place we got to wrap that up because when we first met her last year she was traveling and now she is actually the back-end manager in that particular location so she's got a great team that she's building and organizing for oh, that yeah. and you can tell just by the way they service the guests that oh, are the in the sur- restaurant the it was service phenomenal. there it, it is phenomenal yes. i mean if you if you guys haven't never brand to another broken egg you've got to go to it number one the food is crazy good yes. and it's not your ordinary stuff. That's what I was going to say. Mean, it's not it, going to be it, your regular the, egg it, breakfast. You're, that you're you would used love to. it because it's just fantastic. They, they have a lot of great things, a lot of spicy things. And oh, by the way, Uh-oh. that Bloody Mary. Uh huh. <laughs> Bloody Mary is fantastic. And now, now, here's what I would recommend. Do not get a single Bloody Mary. Buy the pitcher. Pitcher, I agree. And I, Ted I, behind the bar was phenomenal. Yep. He gave us great advice. That's right. You know, I was a little waffly. Can you imagine that? Deb, yes, undecisive. I, can I know you do. So, I, you know, he's he shared with me. He gave me a little sample, and it was phenomenal. So, Ted behind the bar, you got to make sure you visit with him. And uh, the, the experience with another broken <laughs> egg is amazing. Oh, yeah. The food there is fantastic so we want to encourage you to go out and check it out and look up sabina right you're gonna find out if see if she's there she'll talk to you she'll come talk to you and she'll love to talk to you so she's a great 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 teammate um the other thing i want to make sure i mention is that you know we're we will find out in the future so if you're you want to make sure you want to stay connected because we aren't sure whether or not we're going to be able to partner with them in a different fundraiser Who's for them uh, another broken egg and sabina's oh, okay. team in order to do a fundraiser for reese across america or if or we some... can make them part of um the poker run that's happening in we're november so we're looking things. into all these different options so, so you if anybody's sure interested if there's anybody listening that uh, can that help wants us to par- partner, and partner with, with us uh biker life radio egg. and another broken egg we'll be happy to do that so yep we want to be sure and connect and also raise the money and funds and awareness of the wreaths across America because they have got great spots. You know, she mentioned about the space they have available and all that great you stuff. You know, Deb, so one that just came to me, and I'm not sure they'd be open to it, but it just popped in into my mind because we mentioned it earlier, is the MDA. Yeah, that might be a, a great connection. And so her we'll and Jill, it Jill, we'll have to make. They're good reach people. Out. They might, they, they might, great. they might get along real good. Yeah, that uh, would be an awesome good, partnership. Some, like both real good personalities, so that might be a good matchup, and maybe it could be something. Well, that's part of the um, scavenger hunt, right? Right. The hunt I wonder for if summer. they could be part of the scavenger hunt. We'll have to reach oh. out to Jim and the Hog Chapter see and if see if there's that. maybe a stop they could put in for them. I don't know I don't exactly know. how things are going, but we'll let's uh, let's reach out to them and see what can happen and it might be a win-win for everybody i mean they sabina let us know that they really want to be part of the community right they want to give back to the community and she told us a story about a teacher Yes. So there was an organization, one teacher in a particular school wanted to give back to the teachers in their school. Well, they couldn't afford the the budget, couldn't afford it. And apparently she mentioned it to Sabina and Sabina talked to her manager manager and they took care of all these teachers food. Right. So they did amazing things for the school. And so, again, when you've got a giving heart and you connect with other giving hearts, guess what? Miracles can happen. And I'm just excited that we're connecting with a couple of different organizations and we'll talk Talk a little bit about Hunt for Summer. Do you want to jump into that now, or would you like to do that a little bit later? Well, go Chuck? ahead and cover it since you're here right now. All right. On the so Hunt for Summer. The Hunt for Summer Scavenger Hunt, which is benefiting MDA, they have gr- so graciously asked us to help MC that event, and that is November 15th. You want to be sure and come out to Rossiter's Harley-Davidson. No, it's actually November 16th. Sorry. 
totally messed that one up. And, and we, we'll have all this on our Facebook page. We will certainly post it. We've actually created a team, although we probably won't ride that. But, you know, you never know. We might be able to pull a team together But um, in the scavenger hunt. But we are doing fundraising, and I put a huge goal out there. So if our listeners have a giving heart, please participate. We'll put that link out there for you to give. Uh, my big goal is $1,000 that I want to raise for MDA to help. Now, those that may not know, uh, in Daytona, there used to be a ladies MDA ride that myself and J9, Janine used to ride. And Wendy Brown. Yep. We used to all go do that ride together. And we did that for several years and they just didn't have the participation and the ability to continue to make it a completely escorted ride. So MDA did not do that for the last several years. So I just was excited when we met Jill and her team at MDA, because now we're able to partner for the same great cause through Harley Davidson and do some great things for children. And MDA organization partnered with Harley is beyond amazing. So I'm excited about that. Yeah, it's good that Harley's um, actually staying in tune with the MDA yes. and uh, they got a fantastic thing going and it's good that Rossiter's actually working with the MDA, the local MDA and they're doing all these things along with the hog chapter. Minnesota We've mentioned this hog before. chapter. Yep, the Minnesota yep, we got to give chapter. a shout out to them. And they're... so uh, there we go. And uh, what what else we got to do, Deb? We got to take a break here in just a second here. Well, I wanted to share a little bit about my class, if that's oh. okay. So I'm not sure if now's a good time to do that or well, when you would like me to talk about when you, when you talk about your class, what what class do you mean? Well, my writing academy class. So for those that may not know, I am actually a state certified by Florida writer coach as well as certified by Harley Davidson. So I do teach currently at Rossiter's Harley Davidson. So if you are looking to ride or you know someone looking to ride, be sure and connect with Rossiter's Harley Davidson. They've got a great writing academy and it is a writing education that is beyond belief. So Harley right. really steps it up and does a great job. But I wanted to talk a little bit about things that kind of... Uh, Let's do that in just a minute. We'll take a quick break to hear from our sponsors, and we will be right back. Attention business owners and entrepreneurs. Are you frustrated and confused about how to get the internet to work for your business? Are you sick and tired of struggling and watching your competition profit and grow online? Do you want to get your business online and you just don't know where to start? Are you afraid it might be too expensive? Well, if the answer is yes, then, listen real close, to what I'm about to say. Marketing online is no longer an option. It's a must, if your business is going to survive and thrive. Did you know that 97% of consumers search online for products, and services? Today your business needs to be on the internet, and in places like Google, Facebook, YouTube and LinkedIn. On Cyber Monday 7.9 billion in online revenue was generated in 2018. 54% of visitors came from mobile devices, while around 30% purchased on their mobile device. It's now statistically much more likely that customers will be interacting with your website from a smartphone or tablet rather than a desktop. Is your website mobile-friendly? It needs to be. Now for a limited time, and for listeners of The Chuck and Deb Show, we will design a website for you absolutely free. Here at Local eBiz Solutions, we know how to get your business online and help you start generating leads and sales. We have simple affordable solutions that will quickly grow your business online. Getting your business online has never been easier or as affordable because we make it simple. Give us a call and we'll take care of the rest. Call Local eBiz Solutions at 941-870-3614 or visit us online at www.localebizsolutions.com. Again, call Local eBiz Solutions at 941-870-3614 or visit us online at www.localebizsolutions.com. Ask about our free website design and mention the Chuck and Deb show. All right, Deb was just about ready to go ahead and tell her about the class that she did this weekend. So Deb, why don't you go ahead and take it away? Well, you know, at the Writing Academy, I oftentimes have a very varied audience and students in my class, which this was none other than that. I had one student that had ridden a dirt bike 10 years ago as a young kid, and as well as one person that actually, one student 
that had just purchased his fourth motorcycle and wanted something to kind of tinker around with. He had four motorcycles and no license? Was he from out of state? He was from out of state. Thank you so much for clarifying that. And then I had another rider, which I thought was pretty interesting, had bought a motorcycle a few weeks earlier and in the meantime decided to brag to the class that over that last couple of weekends he put over 400 miles on his new motorcycle so without you know, a license with, uh, yeah without a license <laughs> it happens it does and you Just know don't get busted man when when you buy that big shiny object and it sits in your garage it's difficult oh, to walk beside it, it and not ride it without your That's license crazy. So, you know, but what that brings is, is there brings some examples or experiences that maybe weren't necessarily the best way to learn into a class environment. And I'm trying to not only teach the right way to do it, but sometimes overcorrect the wrong way to do it. And that's a little bit of what I experienced in this particular class. What does that mean? Uh the wrong overteach the wrong way I don't, I don't understand well you know like one example is engine braking and you're kind of taking me off on tangent so engine braking is when you downshift coming to a stop and that actually moves this you know it, it slows the engine down rather than stopping we using your brakes now the challenge with that is is because if you get into a situation where you need to stop quickly that downshifting is not going to be what works for you. It's going to take too long to get there. And what oftentimes happens with students is they've created these old habits and now they have to learn differently how to execute the same circumstance at the end of the day. So that's kind of, uh, that's a good example of what I meant by I that. I see. So it's a good idea to to actually get trained first before you develop bad habits. That's exactly what I that would That you recommend. have to break. That would be me, by the way. I I need some bad habits broken. Really? Why? What kind of bad habits do you We're have? We're not with? going there. Uh, okay, that sounds good. So, you know, one thing I want to be sure and talk about on the class is that, you know, we talked about it being a head game, and it absolutely is a head game. And so, you know, this was the case. The uh, one thing that many of them said, actually, that experienced rider that got out on the road a couple of times and put all that mileage on his new bike said, the class was a much more difficult than I anticipated to interesting. be. I did. I thought that was very interesting. Of course, so I had to ask, well, what do you mean by that? And he said, well, I, you know, the riding that I did was just get on my motorcycle and ride. And I go, okay, I get that. You can, Anyone can kind of fumble through shifting gears and get on a road and start cruising at 50. But so what majors different? Well, it, it, the, the course is because a lot of the course is all about throttle and clutch control. And so it's about taking those uh, experiences and bringing it back to the basics. If you're out at a motorcycle event, what do you use? your clutch and your throttle control. Just our example of, and I shared this with the group, when we were up in Ohio, it took us over 20 minutes to ride less than a mile down that strip. Yes, you remember? Oh yeah. Okay, so what does that take? Well, it takes a lot of um, extra strength in your clutch hand, and it takes a lot of that throttle control because you've got to stay in that friction zone in order, because you're never really totally releasing the clutch you're in that friction zone moving forward so you know he expressed that that that's you know it was much tougher and i said these are the basic skills why it's a basic writer's course because you will use these skills each and every day so basic not mean it's just really basic right, it basic. means it's the basic skills the foundation that you'll need to continue to write so you it's the basic it's a foundation correct absolutely right. it is a foundational learning program and the nice thing is is that there are you know motorcycle safety foundation teaches advanced writers course which i know we have both taken and again i had an opportunity to talk a little bit more about that as well. So it is all about the skill of, you know, low speed maneuvers. It's all about the muscle memory. It's about endurance. When you're out on hot asphalt, which I think I, this weekend, it was a high of 92. And wow, I'm sure by the time we got done, year. it wow. was a hot weekend. Hmm. And so you're out there with a helmet and all that long sleeve gear, jeans, boots, the whole nine yards. You know, there's a little bit of endurance involved in that. And you have to make sure that you're hydrating and make sure that you're properly nutritioning yourself to keep that energy level up because riding is tough. And I think 
that that's also what he meant by, you know, it was tougher than he thought. So, you know, those of you that think writing is simple, oh my goodness, you need to take a writer's course because it's not as easy as we all make it look. Well, it is simple once you know, once you get on it, and it is simple, I think. Well, it is because you just have done it for so long. It's easy. You know, you've created the systems that work for you, and that's another thing we can talk about. I think once you learn and once you know how to keep safe, which is an ongoing thing. I, you know, I'm not saying I'm perfect, uh, but it's like riding a car. You know, after you ride, drive your car for a while, you know, you do the same on a motorcycle. So, but you've got to get in that habit. You've got to develop those skills. Uh, and just like you would if you were in a car. Absolutely right. And it's not going to happen with one ride every month or every two months. So, you know, the other thing is, is it's important to make sure that you get out and you're committed to riding and improving those skills and on the road doing that continuously. The other thing I thought was pretty important, um, kind of rudder coach Deb, is keeping your head and eyes up and look where you want to go. Now, we've talked about that that a little bit because where you look is typically where Where the motorcycle goes. So, you know, as people are learning new skills, they're looking down at the cones, they're looking all over the range, they're trying to figure out really what they've got going on. And it was about mid-morning day two out on the range. One of the questions that we asked after the exercise is, so, you know, what worked for you this exercise? And I think every one of the students said, looking where I wanted to go was huge. Now It's so important. It, it really is. It is. And there are people that get through the class and still don't get it fully. And then when they have that moment in class, when they go, I finally get it and it worked. I just, I'm so excited because that's such forget, a foundational. I'll never forget when I knew it worked, when we were in the, on the, doing the dragon and they were taking pictures and I thought I was going to look at them when they're taking my picture. Well, guess what? When I looked at them to take a picture, I was about ready to go off the side. Yeah. So I learned right there in that instant, never again. Okay. So the and whole time I was on that ride, I never looked at the photographers. Right. Absolutely. And then when I rode, because that, t- that time I was on the back. Right. Now the time that I rode the dragon myself and you were pretty intense about letting me know, you know, reminding me, Deb, be sure, very Use intentional with your head. Use your head. And so it is. It was an over-exaggeration, but you, you know what? It works. It. Yep, it works. And it made getting through the dragon and those 318 curves in yeah, 11 miles and you did it record all time, too. I think you broke the female's record I don't of know the about dragon. that. Yeah. Well, we well, can say it. I did. I was a we few don't have minutes any proof. behind you. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I guess I got to live with my own conscience of that. But yeah, no, You better I go. We're running out of time. Okay. So, you know, be sure that you're not looking, you know, I, I guess one of the big things is, is to trust your peripheral vision. Because if you're looking where you want to go, and you're really talking about the two, four, and 12 second radar of where we're looking as a rider, our peripheral vision is going to pick up things in the road that maybe catch us off guard. And then we got to right. look at. So, you know, that was the big aha moment it is not only are you designed to look out and it's not look where you go. That's an easy one to say all the time, but it's also trusting your own peripheral vision. And so that you'll was exciting to me. You'll see it. Yeah. And then you'll glance and you'll figure out, first of all, don't focus on it because when That's you focus right. on it, you're going to hit it. That's where you'll go. Then, yeah. So it's like, okay, there it is. I'm going to do this maneuver to get around it kind of a thing. So those were the two big aha moments from my class this weekend that I wanted to be sure and share with our listeners because we can never stop being reminded about all of the great things and the basics of riding safely and riding with a group, whatever the case may be. So I've got lots of things I want to share. Well, that's great. I appreciate you sharing that. Obviously, whenever you do these classes, you actually end up learning just as much as your students do. Is that correct? Absolutely. It's, so it's amazing. You- it just reinforces techniques and skills and things in me. And it allows me to share stories from the real road that maybe they won't experience before either. Yeah. So why don't you go ahead and let them know how they can get involved. If anybody's out there listening and you have a desire to ride, but you've got a little bit of fear, well, we can help you get over that fear if you want. Somehow or another, we'll help you. Right, certainly but will. you can go out and take the class because you'll you'll survive the class. You will make it. Tell them how to get in touch. Do you have any of that information, Deb? Uh-uh. Just go out to Rossiter Harley-Davidson website. There is a class link there that you can find out to or get that event. Us. Or contact the Chuck and Deb Show or Biker Life Radio. You know, we can provide. And again, you know, like Chuck said, my passion is teaching safety and education. There are things 
that you can prepare before you get to the class, reach out to us and I'll be happy to help in any which way that I can. So with that, visit us on Facebook and or our website at bikerliferadio.com. There you have it. I wish we had more time, but the show's running out. But here's the good news. We're going to be doing a podcast daily. So if you can't catch us here on WWPR, you'll want to go out to the ChuckandDebShow.com or BikerLifeRadio.com or BikerLifePodcast.com. You've been listening to Biker Life Radio with Chuck and Deb, heard each Wednesday afternoon at 4 p.m. right here on 1490 AM, WWPR. We thank you for listening and invite you to join us next week.